Peter was willing to step out on the water. And, and when I was coming home towards the end of my mission, that's what I felt like. I felt like I was, I was walking with Christ. I was mm. out there with him. I was, I was on the top of the world. Welcome back to the pod. We're back. Man, we are back. Back with another episode. Yep. Last week was sick. Unique perspectives. Yeah, kind it was my sick um, episode. Yeah, that episode, like, like we said in the last episode, um, he wasn't my seminary teacher, but he was a seminary teacher in my school. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think he was my little brother's seminary teacher, but super good guy. Brother Hamilton, appreciate your time. Uh, but we got someone new. Kevin. Kevin Timothy. Kevin McAllister. What? He's a little little bit taller than Kevin McAllister. I wish Kevin I was is. a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. <laughs> All right, no, that's Kevin. Tell me about Kevin your boy, and I, Kevin. Kevin and I, we served in the same MTC district. Okay. So I don't want to say we go like way back, but we kind of go way back. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty you know, back. A couple years back, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's uh, we one. hit it off the MTC, good friends, stayed in contact throughout our missions, and uh, here we are. Those so, are the best ones, man. The ones you, you started the journey with. And the ones he's still going on, you know. Hey Amen. I, w- I wish he came to Detroit with us, but the Lord needed him out there in Kampala, Uganda. Uganda, bro. Get this: super tall, like six, seven, white dude, out there in Africa. He D one, something like that. I mean, anyways, he's uh he's at the Southern Utah University, studying oh, yep. construction uh, construction management. So, oh, he's gonna be making some stacks. That's what I'm saying, bro. I'm gonna have him build my house in the future. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have him build my hut. Anyways, Kevin. Yes, sir. Bring, 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 bring him in there. <laughs> Uh, oh, he is tall, eh? <laughs> That's what I do. I told him. That's tall, man. He walked in. I was like, it's like, yeah, close. Watch the, watch the ceiling fan there. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. I'm barely taller than you. Hey, you still got it. You still got it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can have that one. At our height, you can have that. <laughs> you, can have <laughs> you can be taller than me, bro. Yeah, I love it. Dude, Kevin, how you been? Dude, I've been good. I've been good. Yeah. been back now about six months, kind of. Kind of crazy to say, but it's pretty take, easy take to track. Take a bro. Six months. Hey, just relax, man. It's just six months. That's a long time, man. It's a long time. It is a long time. What's that, four transfers? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> See? This dude's still thinking of transfer. Yo, this guy's in transfer what? mode, bro. It's, it's my, my brother's going off. out. My brother's oh, still Oh, where's he serving at? He's in Argentina. So hey, he left. Shout out to Messi, man. I know he's watching. I got shout back. out to the, to the go. He left the day you got back. Well, he got set apart. So I got back Thursday. He wow. got set apart that Sunday. So... I get, he yeah. gave his farewell. I gave my homecoming. A week later, it was adios. Wow. And How's he, he doing? Going. So he's been out for about six months. How's he doing? He's good. He's good. You know, that language will get you sometimes. So yeah. <laughs> still still learning Spanish. He wasn't very good with English to start with. So, <laughs> oh, so he's just, he's just, he's got dealt some bad cards he already. He's got dealt some bad cards. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what Argentina oh, mission is he? Resistencia. Looks like you need to work on your Spanish too. For real, he said Renaissance. <laughs> that so English, dude. <laughs> That's hilarious. How, how how you like? How you enjoy talking to him? Hopefully, at least once a week. Dude, I love it. Yeah, it's 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 definitely different than when I was on my mission. Yeah, but like having him out there, I think he's realizing like, oh, oh, he went through this. Like yeah. he had to experience this stuff mm-hmm. to to you know come back and and you know do what he did but so it's really cool i've seen our relationship grow a lot like i think he really appreciates what i did and i feel like we talk a ton we talk every week he texts me every week 
so sweet. he always texts me and he's like hey when can you call today so that's so cool. we that's talk sweet. every week that's and, and you know it's it's really been awesome and just seeing yeah. him grow from you know my little brother that i've yep. always you know just kind of picked on and bullied a little bit mm-hmm. yes sir into this missionary you know he's the one wearing the tag now he's the one doing big things so yeah it's cool to see it's cool to see for sure that's I really it, cool man. i love it it's definitely a different perspective when you know you go and then now you know when other people go and you kind of know what they're going through Mm -hmm. because like when my older brothers went like i understood they went on a mission but i didn't understand like the nitty-gritty right yeah and then came went on the mission came back now my little brother's out and now i'm just like oh and when I when I when I talk to him once in a while, I can kind of like see the levels of oh, now oh, he's doing this, sure, I'm doing that. It's just, sure. Now it's clicking for him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's just how it goes, sure. man. That's super cool. Sure. I had I had two older brothers that served, and my younger sister, she's not old enough to serve yet, and she wants to go. Who knows if she will? It's up to her. Right. Um, but you know, it was cool being able to talk to my two older brothers and even my dad about about their missions and just kind of get some advice from them. So I think oh, that's yeah. a unique experience to have younger siblings go. I didn't have that experience. I had older <laughs> siblings go, but. <laughs> You know, the younger sibling, she hasn't gone yet, so maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day. But maybe one day. There you go. Okay, cool, cool. Well, he's out there in, in Argentina. You served in Uganda. Right. It's crazy. You're the only <laughs> one in our MTC district that even went foreign. Yeah. The only one that went to Uganda out of all, like, 13, 14 of us or whatever. Yeah. The only one. How was it out there in, in Africa? It was crazy. It was great. I'm not going to lie. There was moments where I was jealous of, of the stateside missionaries. <laughs> but I see we had in Detroit. Dang. There were times where I was like, I could take a reassignment to Detroit right now. I could, I could do it. We would have loved to have you, man. I could That's do hilarious. it. But no, it was, you know, everyone says it. Their mission was the best. Uh, but, you know, I really believe it. My mission was the best. You know, I believe God calls us to where, where we need to go. I mean, as much for the people as for us, you know, Mm -hmm. I believe that I I honestly might have learned more from the Ugandan people than I ever taught them about Jesus. Mm. I mean, they are they are like the most incredible people that walk the face of the earth. I don't know how they do it. I don't know what's in the water over there. But they are just absolutely incredible. Oh, yo, the water's first. And that's how you know this man was a successful missionary, man. He had the right answer right there, man. (laughs) He did, dude. It's one of those where you know, I learned more than I taught people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's how you know that dude was a successful missionary. He he got he got it all right. It's all good. Not even that, bro, but he you can feel the love he has for those people right now. Mm-hmm. As, mm-hmm. He, as he was sharing that, bro. Like the love that he has for those those Ugandan people, strong. Yeah. Even six months after, bro. So you know he definitely did it right. He for definitely sure. did it right. But I wanted to ask you, when you read Uganda, what th- went through your mind? You know, that's a great question. <laughs> So I, I, my cousin, she went out on her mission almost the same time as me. She, she, I always like to joke that she does things just a little bit before me in life. <laughs> so she, she got her mission call a week or two before me. And when I went to her opening, I guessed that she was going to go to Africa and she wasn't very happy with me. So she said, you know what? Because of that, God's going to send you to Africa. And I looked at her and I said, okay, bet. Dang. I said, I'm going to Africa. <laughs> and from there on, I told every single person I knew that I was going to Africa and I got my call and I opened it and I, 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 I said it wrong. I said Uganda Kampalampa mission. Kampalampa. <laughs> so I, I thought I was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory a little bit, but I've later learned that it's Kampala. Kampala. <laughs> I was I was I was I was quite far off, but I read that. I didn't really know where it was in the world. I just knew it was in Africa. There you go. And I mean, I read it and I said Uganda Kampalampa. You leave in August. And then I went and played basketball. And that was it. That was as big of a deal as it was. Amen. I just left. I never got on Google. Like I talked to all my, my friends that served in Uganda with me. They said they Googled everything. They yeah, were looking. Yeah. 
I never even looked up anything. I just had my packet. It showed me where it was on the map and told me who my mission leaders were. And I said, I'll pack my bags and be there. Faith in the Lord, baby. Call it faith or being naive. I don't know which one you want to go with. We'll go with faith. We'll go with faith. We'll go with faith. We'll go with faith. Maybe off air. Maybe off air. On air, it's faith. That's funny. So you open your call. Now you get there. Probably a smack in the face cultural rise. You're just like, this is not what I'm used to. Honestly, it just, it was more the fact of just not, so when I got there, fun fact for you, Uganda had the longest lockdown in the world. They went two straight years without lifting their COVID lockdown. Wow. So it happened the end of my junior year of high school. I went through the COVID little, you know, nice little long summer break, COVID my whole senior year. And then I left in August. So over two years, and by the time I got to Uganda in September, we were still in lockdown. Mm, we weren't wow. allowed to proselyte. We weren't allowed to go out and teach. We weren't allowed to find on the streets. All we could do was just call people on our phones, and calling people in Uganda is very different from the States. There's no voicemail. There's, wow. the, you know, their phones get switched off because they can't pay for the phone bill mm-hmm. a lot. So mm-hmm. you call someone one week, the next week, they're nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we had, we called everyone in, in the area book, everything. And we had one person we were teaching, and he got our number. We don't know how he got it. To this day, we still don't know how he got our number. But he called us first, and then we taught him over the phone for about a month before we were even ever allowed to meet him in person. Yeah. Wow. So I think bigger than just, like, the culture, it was more just the fact that I, I couldn't do anything. I was locked up in a house. I couldn't sleep at night. I'd stare at the ceiling for, like, five hours every night and then fall asleep all day. Dang. So it was it was a rough adjustment just, like, sleeping-wise. So I didn't have a lot of time to focus on the culture. Mm-hmm. But... Once I got out of lockdown, things started to pick up a little game bit. Over. <laughs> game over. Game over. At least the bees, man. Let them run. But yeah, because we kind of had the same. Well, you didn't have that experience, right? The COVID experience a lot? Uh, not like, I didn't experience like full lockdown. We went into lockdown for like a transfer, like my mm-hmm. second transfer. We went into like a loose lockdown to yeah. where like we couldn't go like anywhere but with like we had to stay with our companions like the whole oh, time. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I kind of had the same thing too. So when I first came out, like we were still in lockdown. Yeah. Couldn't press light and stuff. It's but tough. my experience is super different from Africa's experience <laughs> but Detroit people don't answer their phones either so it's kind of the same thing it's go. true same, same thing with the phone they can't afford to pay it <laughs> yeah it's bro got, they'll get a whole new phone number with a whole new phone company <laughs> bro. week after week <laughs> exactly week yeah. after week because it's they just like they the get deals. the deal or whatever they see you know? the deals <laughs> they exactly bro the dude standing on the street corner with the megaphone screaming hey free phones you know like yeah, you know just give us your social security number you'll get this exactly. free iPhone you know 45 or whatever bro. they'll just start lying to you for real but not yet it definitely is a tough experience to to expect one thing, bro. I'm going out there streets streets of Africa. I'm talking to people on the streets like they <laughs> like they do on the on the movies and stuff. And then next thing you know, you coming home and mm. you just you just chilling and you just calling people and it's all day every day. Oh yeah, and I'm just like, this is rough. But yeah. uh, but like you said, you it said that you said that eventually you guys opened up and before we start focusing more on post mission life, got any cool Ugandan experiences you, you want to tell us? Just to just to amaze have, us real quick. One. I think I'll go with the crazy one first. I found Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah, it's just it's just a different world over there. Like everything they do is different. See, he's even the Marvel, the Marvel sweatshirt to go hey, with Wakanda, hey, bro. Marvel was sponsored by Marvel. You know, Marvel right? Yeah, I visited Wakanda. I got some vibranium for you guys. Hey. We're good. <laughs> no, so we were. Their taxis over there are a little different than here in the states. So if you they picture, don't have Uber. No, they don't have Uber. Okay. Definitely don't have Uber. Surprising. I mean, you could probably make someone your Uber by just giving them enough money. They take you anywhere you want, but they don't have Uber fair. here. Yeah, so they have like really two types of public transportation. They have these things called boda bodas, which are like 
taxi motorcycles. Mm, Missionaries are not allowed to ride them. Ah. Okay. Yeah, we'll leave it sometimes. there. <laughs> sometimes you gotta, you gotta. Get, of the law, I'm not allowed to ride them. Exactly. Spirit of the law, you gotta get around. Sometimes you gotta get to a lesson, or you know you had it a bad bowl of beans, and you you gotta get back to the church for the bathroom. But oh, you have your boda bodas, and you have your taxis, which are these big like vans. Mm. Like you think, like honestly, kind of like a kidnapper van, and it's mm-hmm. it's that. But what they do, it's like an eight passenger van. They rip the seats out. And they weld in their own seats, so you mm. can fit fourteen people in the van. Oh yeah, that's great! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so me and my companion were coming back from a, I think like an activity or something, and we were we're about halfway home, and this taxi just kept stopping and going and stopping and going, and we were tired, and we were on the back seat just kind of trying to sleep a little bit. It was about an hour ride home, oh and we uh, we fought in the traffic there is just horrible. So we mm. finally like stopped once, and we think we're about to get to our final destination, and this lady gets on. And this this lady was was large. She was a big mama. I mean, you could tell. Oh, oh hey, what? over there, over there. That's not disrespectful. I just I got mean... I gotta preface that. She wasn't fat. I'm I'm, I'm serious. She wasn't she was fat. Just, she, was she just... could beat me up. Like yeah, if she was, she was in a UFC fight, dude, I'd run. She was she was scary big. That's crazy, okay. bro. Like Respect. you could tell she's worked for her whole life. Like oh, she course, she's worked course. hard. She's done well. She's so running. she okay. she boards this taxi. She comes back there and she sits by me and my companion. She's kind mm. of in the end. My companion's in the middle and I'm on the right. Well, these guys couldn't get this the trunk closed, so they just tie it off with a rope and we start going. Well, oh boy, <laughs> the taxi hits this big bump in Ooh, the road, yeah. and all of a sudden we just hear this like little crack or something. And the welds underneath our seat snapped. Under your guys' seat. Under our seat. Because it's a bench. It's yeah, a bench yeah. seat. So it's me, my companion, and this mama with a two big, of her kids. Big mom. <laughs> she has her like her baby and her little toddler. So my companion grabs her toddler and like stands up. I grab the seat and I'm like holding on, trying to keep the taxi. And we're all screaming at the driver. <laughs> yeah. And he finally stops and we get out and our seat's like over halfway out the back. And he was just like, He's he going. got on the road, he hit the bump, and he was gunning it. Like he was, That's he crazy. was getting out of there. They drive fast and crazy. So yeah, we almost slid out the back of a taxi. That mama, she got up and she left. She went and found another ride. Yeah, that I makes bet. sense. And the guy, we were trying to, we were gonna get out of there, and, and the guy just said, "No, sit up here, sit up here, sit up here." And he just moved us and just pretend like nothing happened. He just tied it back off, and <laughs> we kept driving. We went home, and oh my god, I never told my mom so. <laughs> until well, now. Until right yeah, now. Yeah. So driving there is a little different. I I had to drive for about eighteen months of my mission, and what you guys drive out there? Trucks? Yeah, we drove Hiluxes. Oh y'all. Mm. So oh, the diesel version of a Tacoma. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. you ever played Mario Kart. That's what it is. Like that's the best way to describe. It. I could try to show you videos and tell you for hours. It's Mario Kart. In it's kind of what it is in Detroit, to be honest. Yeah. Not, not, it's definitely more structured. There's like but everyone else is driving scat you know, packs. lines. Know? Yeah, that's I true. Mean, that's true. Yeah, you just but, you kind of pass when you want to and you know, go as fast yeah, as you yeah. can. So that's good. That's safe. Dude, that's safe. No, that's a cool. crazy. Story, yeah, that's that's man. probably my crazy story about Uganda. That's that's the experience, dude. Just every day, something just new, to something new it, happens. Like yeah. you don't know what it'll be for the day. But something new happened, so it was dope. That's sick. Ooh. Crazy, crazy. That's sick, man. man. That's good what time. a great story. Thanks for sharing that. Adam, Thanks for sharing that. It. Um, well, we definitely didn't fall out any. Nope. Mm-mm. I mean, I got rear-ended one time, but... Uh, I, you guys had some wild stuff. <laughs> I got rear-ended one time, and my companion's bike was done for the done rest for. of his mission. Mine was fine because it was chilling in the apartment, so <laughs> it is what it is. But there you go, man. It sounds like you had a great time out there in Uganda. Yes, sir. Um, you said you came back about six months ago. Yeah. How's that been, man? How's the transition been? Now, good. If you had asked me four months ago, <laughs> not so great. Okay. Not so great. It's uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the the people on here have really explained it well. 
I just kind of felt like, I don't know, I'd, I'd bought into the system, right? I did everything I was asked to do for two years. I went out there, I gave my heart to the people. I loved them. I grew like a crazy amount like all of us have. And then I came back and it was like nothing had happened. Like it was, it was very like deja vu feeling when I got off that airplane. Like I'd just been flying for, I think it was like 23 hours in mm. airports and planes by myself. Like first time I've been alone, Yeah, I'm like just crammed in an airplane, like still not even know how to talk to people. <laughs> like not even like white people. Like I'm sitting next to this white lady and I, I'm like, I don't know what to say to her. I, have, <laughs> yeah. I still no, yeah. talk with my funny accent that yeah, I yeah. picked up over there with my English and I get off the plane and my family's like, hey, good to see you. Let's go eat lunch and, and go home. And that's it. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. it felt like I had gone so far and I'd learned so much. And then it like meant nothing almost. Yeah. And so it was a really hard experience yeah, to come back and it be like kind of like a did this really even happen? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it felt like it was only for me. Yeah. Tommy, I want to I make a comment on that. No, because I've always thought like, bro, what's Detroit's what? A three and a half hour flight max yeah. back to Utah? Yeah. Like, when you're there, you're like, bro, I'm so far away. <laughs> but if you think about it in real life, bro, I'll pay a $400 ticket to go home right now if I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. So, in my mind, I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. I'm not super far away. I am kind of far, but not super far, far away. Far enough. This guy's been on a different continent, bro. <laughs> Dude, opposite sides of the world, dog. Like, exactly. literally. Like, literally, it's like, there. diagonal line, like, through the earth. Like, He's opposite. on the other side of the world. Yeah, and he that's had the nuts. exact same experience. Because I always thought, that's nuts. Dude, if I was in, like, Africa, China... Asia, whatever it was, it'll be a big difference. I'd be like, man, he was on the other side of the fucking world. But from what you just said, it was the exact same thing. And we had someone like that too. We had a uh, Cambria Jorgensen here, mm-hmm. and she kind of went through the same experience where yeah. she came home and it was just like, hey, welcome home, bro. Uh, cool, that's it. Yeah, yeah. for real. That's, that's, that's how it was for me. Yeah, I, I had family there, and I had all sorts of people, and it was just kind of like, you know, you're just dedicated two years of of your life, and you, up until that point, for me, greatest thing I've ever done. Oh. By for far sure. greatest thing for ever sure. done, right? Biggest impact on my life. And it's like, nobody even recognizes it. Oh, yeah, no. Just like back to normal life for everybody else. Well, like else. it was a big deal. Not necessarily me coming home, but like with the timing of everything. Like yeah. my little brother was supposed to actually leave before I left. But because mm-hmm. of, you know, the MTC and all, all their greatness, like my mission got shut, cut short by two weeks. So like mm. most of my siblings weren't going to be there because they were gonna try to go to one or the other. They couldn't yeah. make both. Mm-hmm. But my whole family was there. I have eight siblings. So packed house. I have like 13 nieces and nephews. Wow. So like there was a lot going on already and my little brother was getting ready to leave for mission. Yep. Mm-hmm. So like we were trying to get him ready. So like yeah. it was just kind of like a, I'm Welcome to, home, Kevin, focus right, on your brother. Right, and like yeah, on yeah. Your brother. fit into a new world almost. Yeah. Like yeah. it was kind of like new me in an old world. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was, people kind of saw me as the same kid and I was like, there's, there's some differences. I'm yeah, different. I'm there's different. something different. So. Yeah. But it was, it was tough. I better I, Two comments on that again is with the coming home and like feeling like it just, like that was it. Question for both of you guys. Do you think that's our bad to have an expectation like the world's going to revolve around us? Hmm. Do you think that's our bad thing? Or like what do you guys think about that? Because like. Because the reason why I bring that up is just because it's a really big thing for us. And, yes, it is a big thing for our family. Right. But then I think, man, people live their own lives. Because I remember out on the mission, I'm like, man, I want to talk to my family. And then I talk to them on Mondays. And then I come to realize that they're living their own lives, too. So what do you guys think about that? Any thoughts on it? No, I think that's fair. I've never thought about it like that. I'm Mm going to be honest. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was, like, I just felt like I had progressed so far. And when I came back, it felt like I hadn't changed at all. Oh, that's the 
worst. It felt like I was just in the same situation as yeah. I was before. Uh-huh. And it, it wasn't that I wanted my, like, I just felt like my family didn't really understand what I'd been through. And I, I thought, you know, I've been talking to them every week on P-Day. Like, mm-hmm. I called my mom, I called my dad, I called my siblings. But it was just like, no matter what, it kind of just felt like, like, no one really understood. And it felt like I was just in a completely, like, different world mm-hmm. that I hadn't really progressed as far as I had hoped. Because I had worked so hard. And, you know, kind of, you know, like... Whether intentionally or not, like you kind of build a reputation for yourself in the yeah. mission, right? I mean, I traveled all over Uganda. I knew members everywhere. Like, I knew all this stuff. Like, if people had questions, like new missionaries, they'd be like, "Hey, Elder Timothy, where's the best food in this area? What mm-hmm. do I do here?" Like, you know, you kind of know stuff, and mm-hmm. you kind of kind of become relied upon, and mm-hmm. then you come home, and it's like, no, the world kept spinning. Yeah, like yeah. the world kept spinning. Exactly. It was a great experience, but the world kept spinning. Mm-hmm. Like, you you gotta you gotta move on and go on with real life, and that that's I think that's the hardest pill to swallow. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, like, Caleb, you kind of phrased the question, is it, is it like, is it our fault? I feel like it's not anybody's fault. Mm. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like, yeah, it's a lot of missionaries' expectation that when we come home, I don't want to say the world's going to revolve around us, but people will ask questions. People will be curious. People will, you know, have a conversation about our missions with us. But that was just our life. Right. They were living a whole different life, right? Their life is... Is it is their like their life didn't change much when you came home, you know what I mean, and so like to them there wasn't much change that's going on, and so there's not much to talk about, you know nothing else to talk, nothing right. new to talk about, right? You know, but for us our whole world just changed, yeah. every aspect Everything. of our life just changed, you know, and so for us there is so much to talk about, there's so much going on, there's so much going through our mind, right? But for them it's like oh yeah it's good to have you back for real you know there's not there's a very small change yeah for us it's a very drastic change and so i feel like that's where it comes from right when you experience lots of changes drastic changes you want to talk about it you need your, your mind needs to process <laughs> that yeah for right sure. yeah. you need to just you need to just talk through that and for people there was you know very small changes there so yeah. they don't have that same need that's a good point i, I appreciate you bringing that up because it's true because like for us big thing just changed for our family it's like dude welcome back but I got to go back to work the next day. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's just how life goes. That's how life goes. But follow-up question for that, Kevin, is um, what did you expect when you first came back? Like, were you picturing, oh, it's going to be like red carpet? It's going to be some like fine girls there <laughs> waiting for me to scream on that? Kevin, he's back! There he's was fine back. girls there, bro. No, no. no Kevin no. Timothy on Facebook. Go look at his homecoming <laughs> pictures. There's some bad girls there. Oh, hey, okay, 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 okay. Let's okay. go. I actually don't remember. <laughs> no idea. Oh, no idea. <laughs> what were you guys doing in the FTC? What are you guys doing? <laughs> right, right. We were straight laced. We went on a lot of exchanges, but we were straight laced. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, that's a good question. Honestly, I don't know what I was expecting. I kind of... I, I didn't have a lot of time to process coming home at the end of my mission i was i was super busy i mean we barely slept some days like we were up at three in the morning we were we we did like my mission experience i don't even know if anyone is similar to it but it was crazy we did some wild things that i don't think i would ever have expected when i said <laughs> i'm gonna go serve a mission mm-hmm. for, for the church yeah so coming home i really didn't have like my you know you have your little you know, you're returning home, Paggy, like you do all your, you check the boxes and stuff. Yep. And it was, for me, it was like every Tuesday during my personal study, I'd do that. And then I'd kind of put it away till next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I was out of Tuesdays, <laughs> you know, like I was, I was flying home. I had about 23 hours till I saw my family. So I really didn't know what to expect. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is I thought I was just going to be able to continue yeah. on that path, you know, be able to, you know, I set a goal. I'm going to go to the temple three times a month. Like I want to, 
you know, yeah. make sure I do all my personal study, my scripture study. I want to do this and this. And I tried to be realistic. I was like, I'm probably not getting an hour every day, mm-hmm. but like 15 minutes a day, an hour on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, that's realistic. I can do that. Yeah. I can go to the temple three times. And especially for me, the temple was huge because yeah. none of the saints over there have access to a temple. Mm. I mean, the nearest one is is countries away. And I just was like, I have one in my backyard. I have eight in my backyard. Shoot. Like, if I don't go to the temple, I'm a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I had this expectation that I was just going to be able to continue and, you know, that, that I was just going to be able to, you know, surround myself with that spiritual environment like I had mm-hmm. on the mission and, and be totally surrounded by it. And, you know, anyone that's come home from a mission knows that that it's hard to keep that level of spirituality with you. You know, yeah. you're not with someone constantly. As much as we love and hate companions, you know, they do make us better yeah. and they do bring out a level of, you know, relying on the Lord because you have to have the spirit with you if you're going to do anything. So that was kind of big for me. I feel like that's one thing we haven't talked about was those goals and plans you set. Like, you know, it's called my plan, right? That's what it's called. See, yeah, I it's called, it's called my plan. Right. You set those goals and your plans and you're so excited. You love <laughs> my plan, right? Like you're like, dude, these goals and plans, like these are mine. I own these. I'm going to accomplish these. Like these are going to help me so much. No. Oh. Life hits you in the face when you get home. And that's okay. Right? I think everybody out there needs to understand it's okay that you don't hit those goals. No, for sure. I remember setting them talking to my brother on a P day. I did mine on Sundays. And so it was the next day I was talking to my brother. I was like, bro, dude, I set all these goals. I'm so excited, dude. Bro, I got like two real. weeks to like I'm home. Like I'm gonna like I'm hitting these goals, bro. And he's like, I'm, I'm gonna keep it straight with you. You're not hitting any one of them. <laughs> I was like, nah, bro. Like, you're kidding, dude. Like, no, no, no. You know what I'm saying, bro? You don't know I feel me. different, bro. Like, I've been out here for like two years. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love it out here. Like, this has changed me. Yeah. And I'm going to let this continue to change me. Right? Didn't happen. Right? I didn't hit those goals. Right? Still working on them. Right? I'm still doing yeah, my yeah, best. Course, I've gotten course. better at accomplishing them. But I feel like it's, like, totally normal. Like, don't feel like it's not normal to, to not be accomplishing those goals you set. Yeah, of course. Because Sorry, it's we, just no, yeah, totally. I mean, I kind of came home. You like you make your my plan, and then you talk about it with your mission president, and you know they're like, okay, when you get home, your stake president will talk to you. I got released, and I was you know kind of expecting my stake president to like whip out my plan and start asking me questions about <laughs> it. And he said, I'll talk to you in two weeks. I was like, huh? Hmm. And he's like, just go home, enjoy your family. Yeah, we'll yeah. see you in two weeks. We'll see how you're doing. And man, he knew it. He knew it. He knew it was going to happen. Yeah, he knows. He knew <laughs> I was like going to struggle. Man. He knew I was I was going to be in a different place Inspired in two weeks man. than I was there. And Inspired man. 100%, I came back in two weeks and wouldn't even talk about my plan. I, those goals were not even on my mind anymore. Yeah, for sure. It was just, how do I get back? How, how do I keep that spirit with me? So, mm-hmm. yeah. 100%, you know, if you don't hit those goals, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> no, it definitely is. Life goes on. I remember... Uh, I remember when this guy, like when he was still out, I was only home for like three or four months, and I would tell him, I'm like, bro, I'm gonna be honest, I dude. This. I remember this. Like, if you think you're gonna study every single day when you come back, <laughs> probably not, bro. You think you're gonna go to the temple multiple times a month, like, probably not. And I remember him, like, and I and I was to be honest, I'm like, boys, yeah. I'm gonna be 100% honest with you, it's just not realistic. Well, I don't say realistic, it's just tough. It's tough to do so. And I remember this guy responding, he's like, man, come on, dude, I'll be doing it every single time. I'm him, but I'm different. It comes back. <laughs> And then now we know what it is. But I wanted to say is the goals that we set on my plan, I'll be honest, I didn't even finish my plan. I had one left. And I'm like, and I planned it wrong. We already know you are the missionary, bro. (laughs) We know, we know. I remember I was like, I'm going to finish it when I get back my first time. And then it never happened. But um, but going with that, do we understand that we're going to hit every single goal? We're going to hit? No, we're not. Like, we're just going to be realistic. Um, But to have the perspective of, Cool. I'm still gonna keep trying though. 
Yeah. Like, I might not be doing an hour every day. I might not be doing 30 minutes every day. But I know in my mind, I'm going to try. I'm going to still continue to go to church as best as I can. I might not make it to the temple as often as I can. Um, but I do want to go at least a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. And that's better than a lot of people are doing. So that's the best we can do. Um, but let, uh, it sounds like you kind of went on a little dip a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Let's talk sure. about you coming back up. What did you do? What kind of happened there? Yeah. I mean, I think for me getting into a routine a little bit, um, college really helped. When I came home, I was I was kind of torn. I was telling my mom, I was like, I don't know if I want to go to school right away. It's kind of fast. I just need to get back in life, get my feet under me. And her selling point was if you go to school, you might not have to speak in state conference. But I spoke in state conference the day I left for school, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they still got me. So... Um, it was it was rough. So we talked about how you went on a tip. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> tell us about how. Tell me. Tell us about how you kind of came back up and kind of. Because in the beginning you said it was rough, but now it's been going good. Tell us how that went. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think for me it was a routine. Like we talked about it on your mission, like morning routine, yeah. daily routine, like routines. Um, <clears throat> but I think the biggest thing for me was just you know in order to pull me out of that kind of slump. I needed something to do. So going to school was big for me. Yep. I mean, I had good friends um, down there and, and it felt like I was going somewhere with my life, which was huge for me, right? Like I said, when I came home, it was a little bit like kind of, I was just back to the same kid I was, you know, just graduated high school, felt like it. Um, same kids, same crowd. And and I actually took some of them went to college with me, but it was just different. Yeah. So I think going to college, you know, kind of getting into classes and the swing of things. I started working at the temple, which was huge. You know, my stake president, I, just, I can't talk about him enough. God bless that man. He's actually my uncle, so oh, it works even out. better. Yeah, <laughs> but he was my bishop when I left. He got released, wow. and then my mom told me he was called the stake president. And I, I mean, I was dancing around the apartment. It was, it was a great day. It was a great day. So, he recommended I work at the temple and kind of, you know, honestly, he sat me down, and he, he had some very like real discussions with me just about life and about what I was going through. That I wasn't the only one, and that it was okay. You know, mm-hmm. he he talked about him and what he went through. And I know I saw the man that he was in front of me, you know, sitting in his office talking to him about this. And I realized, you know, if he went through this and he came out and, and turned out the way he is, then then it'll be all right. I just got to work out. So, you know, it's just the little things that, that kind of started to pick back up. And then, you know, just kind of a little bit of perspective, honestly. Yeah. I like that. I like that answer. Um, sounds like your, your uncle or the state president is a straight G, bro. Like he knows he what it is. He is. That's super cool. But that's why we love to have um, a platform like this. So we can talk about stuff like that. Because we've talked about it many times with many people who've sat in that chair. Um, on the outside perspective, it looks like we're doing good, bro. Like we've got the glow on us. You're looking mm-hmm. clean. You know, you're going on dates, yeah. whatever it is. You're going to church. You're doing, we're doing good. But like eternally, not eternally, internally, you're kind of just like... <laughs> It's kind of rough, yeah, you know, coming yeah. back and, and adjusting and, and yeah. trying to stay on the covenant path and try to stay and continue to have that spirit with us. Um, and that's why, like I said, we, we have a platform like this so we can just talk about it. True. Because like, if you're going for, through it, it sounds like you had a super slick mission, good man, good times, <laughs> good vibes. We did the same. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we still struggled when we came back. Yeah. It's just the honest truth about it. And if you don't think it's the honest truth, subscribe to the channel, boys. Because it <laughs> is. I'm gonna be honest. It is. You'll hear it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just it's just normal. Like I mean, you know, it, it does. It's no respecter of persons. <laughs> right, coming home from your mission. Right, it doesn't matter where you served, how long you were out. You know what what assignments you had while you're out there. Where you you know it doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, it does not matter, bro. Like that that adjustment is real. And it's it's tough. It takes time. 
Yeah, Six it months. Takes, it takes time. It takes time, right? <laughs> Longer I mean, than that. Still, still, still going. Yeah, and still even going. when we talked to Colson Fossil, he's yeah. still going. He's, he's still been back like four years. years. Yeah, we're still going. Yeah. Like it's, and I feel like there, there comes a point to where it, it stops becoming adjusting for mission, and it's just going through life. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just adjusting yeah. to life's challenges is really what it is, right? Um, and wherever that point might be for you, that's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there is that kind of a, a bridge at one point to where it's less about the mission and more so about you know just adjusting to life in yeah. general it's tough man bills bills <laughs> and bills amen and dating. But one one aspect funny one aspect on. one aspect of life is, is dating it's like it's back to our one. favorite topic baby Hey, it's been a while. To the intro. Thanks, Anderson. Uh, all right, let's talk about let's talk about dating, Kevin. Dating. How's it going? How did it, how did it go? Like you got oh. out of college? Did you hop right into it? I, you kind of like scout it out. You kind of like dip your toe in the water. Well, like I kind of made like the the rookie mistake of like telling God what was gonna happen. Mm. No way. Right? Like, have you ever heard After those missionaries that are like, no, 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 wait, I do not want to serve. In like Asian country, I don't want to go to Asia. I'm not got go him. Bam, right to Japan, right. <laughs> so like, I went down to college and I was like, I, I'm not looking for a relationship. I do not want to date anyone right now. Like, this has been enough of a shock for me. I can't even imagine trying to like deal with someone else or like be in a relationship right now. I can't do it. I'm not getting into a relationship. So how long have you been dating her? Yeah, we've been dating about four months now. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, hey. He's been back for six. So let's do the math. <laughs> Wait, how long have you been dating? Four months. Now. Four months. Good okay. Yeah. Okay. You been go. back for six. Then four months. Okay. Yeah. So how'd you meet her? So her, I grew up with her cousins. So her cousin okay. graduated with me. He went on his mission. I went on mine. And so you knew her before? I did not know her before, oh, okay. actually. Okay. So she's from St. George. Oh, I'm from up north. Um, so it just happened. Uh, we started hanging out. She'd come over to their apartment um, at first to see her cousin and her brother who lived there. And then I found out probably more so to see Hey, she always jokes with me. She tells me that if she didn't make the first move, we probably wouldn't be dating right now. So it's probably true. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'll give her credit where credit's due. But uh, no, it, it, honestly, if you ask me for advice, I don't have any. I don't know how it happened. I still was following the plan that I wasn't gonna date anyone. Shucks. And then next thing I knew, I was dating someone. And the Lord's gonna work in mysterious ways, brother. Yeah, yes, he does. This is yes, how he does. does. I'm happy for you though. Thank you. That's yeah, super that's cool. Awesome. Appreciate that's it. Awesome. There you go. Um, what are some what are some qualities that you like about her? That's a good question. Um she's she's very like like she's very observant. So like mm. she kind of comes off and she's like a little bit tougher like she doesn't really like a lot of help from people. She kind of just likes to put off this persona of like I'm got it, I'm good, but like she's very observant of others and she she cares very deeply about them so it's mm. like it's nice to see that although she seems like she only like she's out for herself like she's trying to protect herself and do what she wants she actually cares a lot about others and so it's something that i really appreciate you know being able to see that that she does have a soft side to her and she does you know like to care for others and she notices when they're when they're not all right and they're down and and out which is good for me because i don't like to talk a lot mm -hmm. so you know, for her to be able to pick up on that, it's a very good thing for me. Such a good quality, man. That's awesome. That's a nice one. You can feel like the, again, you feel like the radiation coming from this dude. Like, I don't know, like he, I don't know. He, he really, he's, you're, you're enjoying this relationship. No, it's, it's definitely that's, good. That's for sure. And it's helped. It's helped. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, I've been able to talk to her about my mission and, and honestly, some about the struggles about coming home. So mm -hmm. it's been good. She can't quite relate. She hasn't yeah, served yet. She's yeah. young. So, but she, she can be there to, to talk me through it and, and help. 
does she plan on serving? In the air. We don't know yet. That's fair. She's she's looking at it. I think me uh, dating her complicates the situation a little bit. Yeah, of course. (laughs) It does. does. She has some mixed feelings about it, about leaving for a year and a half. But Yeah, that's hard. um, I personally think she'd make a great missionary, but, you know, as for right now, not yet. That's a good answer That's to fair. say. That's a good answer 100% to say. Fair. I know there are people out there like, I hey, don't go, man. Like, don't go. Like, it's me and you. Like, mm-hmm. like let's be honest here, bro. <laughs> you know how many times, like, you know how many times, like, I've thought back on my mission, like, man, I learned this lesson because of that. Oh, yeah. For yeah. Real. Like, for real. you think she's sick now, bro? She goes on a mission. <laughs> a, uh, Sister AP, bro. Oh, yeah. And she comes back. Game, game over, over, boys. So and the thing game is, over. is like, if it's meant to be. If it's meant It'll to be, it will be. You know, even if you guys don't date on the mission, say, you know, say she goes on a mission, say you move on, you date other people. Right. You know, you don't actually find that that one that you're going to marry and she comes back and boom. You yeah. know, it could work out that for way. Real. You guys could date on no, the mission, right? Real. Like she could, you could wait for her. Like, you know, who knows? Right. Right. I know some girl that, that waited for a guy and it's going well so far. So. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You know, maybe it'll work out for them. I've learned my lesson. I'm not gonna tell, say what's gonna happen. You know, I learned. I'm not gonna tell God anymore. That's true. <laughs> I let think it, I'm it, just let gonna let out. him, let uh, let him let take the controls. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> take the controls. <laughs> Pass the sticks over, boys. Oh yeah. That's take the wheel. Take the wheel. There you go. That'd be super cool, man. Well, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Wish you guys uh, the best of luck and you know, the rest of your guys' relationship. Thank you. Appreciate it. Definitely, definitely. For sure. There you go. What about um? What about career-wise? How's that looking? You know, I kind of, I, I never really knew what I wanted to do. So I still don't really. So studying construction management is kind of just something that interested me. Mm. I honestly think it's because of my mission that I've chose this major. Mm. I mean, I think I learned a lot of like skills on my mission. And then I've always been around the construction world. So, I mean, you, you makes sense. everyone, you deal with missionaries, you deal with investigators, you learn, you know, how to deal with people. And that's all that management is, is just dealing with people. And so I kind of came back and I was like, I might be pretty good at this. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't always love it on my mission, but I was pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've learned how to manage things a lot better than I ever did before my mission, yeah. you know, in a more healthy way, in a better way. And so that's kind of where I settled. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where the construction management field is going to take me, you know. It'd be dope if I could go back Cha-ching. and build temples in Africa, but Oy, the, <laughs> who knows? Wouldn't that be like the craziest, just like full circle moment? Full circle oh, moment. This dude, man's I've, in Uganda and he's it. digging it, bro. He's digging and he's building it and he dedicates it because he's a freaking prophet. Bro. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. See, I'm not going to tell God. Wow, 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 wow. We just jumped, we just jumped fast. I don't want to tell you guys, but fast, bro. <laughs> nothing profit. Nothing profit. That's how That'd be super cool, yeah. man. And careers are tough, especially right after the mission. Like, you don't know. You're still so young. The world majors are majors. We're all the three of us here are still young. You guys all out there are still young. For real, the world is at your feet. You know, like (laughs) there's so much. Like, problem is life is up in the air. It really is. Like people stress out so much, and I've me included. I've stressed out so much. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna major in? What do I need to go to college? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it's coming. Like, there's so much up in the air, but really. Take one step at a time. True. Mm-hmm. Make one decision at a time. You know, pray about it. If it's important enough, pray about it. Right? If it's something small, you know, you can probably make that decision on your own. If you feel like you need to pray about it, pray, pray about, about it. Right? But make that decision. Go forward with faith. You know, if it's wrong, you'll God will correct it. You'll find the wall. I promise. God, you'll, 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 hit, you'll hit that. You'll hit that wall. And you'll, you'll hit around right. and you'll go back. Yeah, to the jungle. You'll you'll find know, and, and whenever, you know, and, and that's just how it goes. Take one yeah. step at a time. And, and honestly, that's like... That's how it goes adjusting back from the mission too. Yeah. Take it one step at a time. Make one decision. 
one choice. You know, if you hit a wall, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Repent if you need to. Go back. Try again. Try again. You know, take a different step. Take a different route. You know, God's got you. That's the gospel for you, man. Just like, just like, it, it like blows my mind sometimes that unfortunately there are, there are people out there who don't understand that. Yeah. They don't understand it or they don't even know it exists. Mm. Just like, man, like we have an opportunity to to be here and to live our, live our lives as best as we can, to have a great example of Jesus Christ, a perfect example, um, and to know that we're going to mess up, to know that we're going to make mistakes, but to also know that our Father in Heaven gave us the Son, Jesus Christ, right. to come down and to pay the price of our sins and, and to die for us upon the cross. Just like having that knowledge is... Um, I'm assuming we all grew up in the church, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that—that that is a simple truth that we've understood, that we've come to understand since we we're little kids, and that's a—that's a foreign belief. It's probably <laughs> yeah. like it wasn't Detroit. It probably wasn't Uganda. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. double max to that, and just to see that some people don't have that hope, they don't have that light in their life it is crazy. And sometimes, you know, sometimes we we take it for granted, unfortunately, yeah. but that's just the truth of it. Mm-hmm. We just take it for granted sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that must have been an amazing experience to be on the other side of the world, teaching <laughs> someone that what what you need to be true when you're a little kid, and to them it's a brand new experience that changes yeah. their lives. You can blow some minds. It's crazy, Ooh. crazy. There's some some old men out there that think they know a lot, and <laughs> they they told me they they said I don't know who you are, and how you know as much as you do, but you know a lot. I said yeah. I really don't. <laughs> I'm still PG. learning. I'm still yeah. learning. Yeah, that's but awesome. No. That's true. awesome. Well, wrapping it up. You know, the, the thought that, that kind of came to me, you know, back back when we were talking about your brother serving on his mission back at the beginning. Um, you know, to wrap this up, you know, just kind of what advice or what, what testimony would you give slash bear? Not necessarily to your brother, it applies to him, but just to those that are on their mission right now. Yeah. Those that are on their mission, what, what advice are you giving them? What testimony are you are you bearing to those people out there on their missions now? No, that's a great question. Um I think for me, it's it's kind of also what helped me when I came back. Um, I went down um, right before school started. I went down to Lake Powell with some of my friends, and we went with the same guy before we left. <clears throat> and he's a super cool guy. He takes you know disadvantaged youth to Lake Powell, mm. lets them have a good time, and then talks to him. You know, he mm-hmm. he keeps it real. He talks about God. And so before he left, he kind of talked about God to us for a little while. Um, but while he's talking, there's a there's a portrait behind him. And it's it's the hand of God portrait. I don't mm. know if any of you have ever seen yeah. it. And it's Jesus reaching into the water to pull Peter out. And I don't know what it was, but it just hit me. Um, you know, I felt like on my mission, I was I was doing everything, right? And if we think about Peter before that moment, he had seen everything. I mean, he had just seen Christ feed 5,000. He had listened to him preach for hours and hours. He had seen him heal the dead, raise the blood, like do everything, right? He was just everything to him. And then in so much that, that Peter was willing to step out on the water. And, and when I was coming home towards the end of my mission, that's what I felt like. I felt like I was, I was walking with Christ. I was mm-hmm. out there with him. I was, I was on the top of the world. Everything was as it should be. Um, you know, but, but then we have to remember what happens next. You know, he, he looked around. And that's kind of what happened for me. And, and that was the moment I realized that, you know, sometimes it's not as much as, as what we've been through as what we're going to go through. Right? And, and that's for all the missionaries. You know, we all talk about our missions like they are they are the best thing and they are but there are some dark dark days out there and and that's kind of how it was for me coming home is i felt like i was looking around 
I saw the waves. I saw everything. You know, they were they were they were surrounding me and they were kind of drowning me. And that's when I think I understood that story a little bit better. You know, when Peter reached out for Christ, it wasn't just because he was sinking. You know, he felt like he was drowning. Like he felt like his whole world was caving in. And that's how I felt coming home. Like everything I experienced, everything I had gone through was just kind of over. And I felt like I was, you know, almost like that drowning feeling instead of physically, you know, more spiritually and emotionally. Um, and it wasn't until I realized, you know, that, that Christ then reached out to him and he, and he pulled him out of the water. And, and that's when I realized that, that Christ was reaching out to me. Um, and so I think that's, that's the biggest takeaway is that you can never forget that Christ is reaching out for you, that he's mm -hmm. there for you, that he wants you and that he wants to walk with you. And that's probably the best part of the story is he pulls Peter back up on his feet. And I believed, although, you know, the scriptures don't depict it. I believe that, that he walked with Peter hand in hand back to the boat. I don't think he carried him or threw him. I think he walked with him. Um, and you know, that's what I'm trying to learn how to do. I'm trying to reach out and, and grab the savior and, and walk with him again, uh, because that's an experience that, that I want to have for the rest of my life. Beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was and, and you know, the, the thought that, that came to me is, is you were painting that, that picture for us was Peter knew who to go to. For real. He didn't turn around. He didn't go to James and John when he started sinking. <laughs> right? Those are his dudes. Like those are his day ones, right? Like those in are the guys like too. in a boat. In the boat, right? Those are the guys in the boat. Right? They got, you know, those like right. He he didn't go to them. He knew exactly who to go to and he never never doubted that. For real. Right? He doubted his faith, right? He lost his faith. He looked right. He he took his eyes off of the Savior. Yeah. But he always knew where he needed to go and who he needed to reach out to. And as soon as he did, things turned around. Immediately things turned around, right? Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case in our life, right? Things might not immediately turn around, but you know, it's good to have that support system back in the boat, the friends, the family around us. Yeah. But immediately we need to reach out to Christ and we need to always be reaching out to Christ. You know, as soon as we start to sink, but way before we ever even start to sink, yeah. right, we need to be reaching out to Christ. That's who it is in the storms of life. It's it's you and Christ, right? So, and that's that picture too. It's it's not him pulling. It's it's just his hand in the water. Mm -hmm. You know, Peter's still underwater. So, I kind of call that like my Peter moment. Like yeah. we all have them. We all fall. There's times where where we mess up. We don't do what we should. We lose our faith. We look around. Uh, but Peter, <laughs> come on, man. Who doesn't love Peter? Yeah, you know the things he's done and the things he he taught us are, you know, we never second guess those. So we shouldn't second guess ourselves. We should just, you know, as you said, look to the master. I just want to add on to what the guys' thoughts about um, number one about the Peter moment. I kind of thought about that too. Is <clears throat> what you said about when you're on your mission, like it felt like you were just standing right next to uh, Jesus Christ, and you were walking the walking the streets of of Uganda, and, and we probably felt the same as well. I know um, our mission president, uh, President Johnson. He really like depicted the idea of our mind that the Lord is with us and his angels are behind us as we walk in the mm -hmm. streets. And I remember when he first like announced that to our mission, when, when we did our mission prison switch, just a different concept. Yeah. Um, but it's so true. And just like Peter, like he, he was with him. He walked the streets of Galilee with him and he was there when he was healing people and when he was doing all these great miracles. Um, and he was an apostle of the Lord. You know, right. he was, he was basically the main apostle. And, um, right. And he went, and he tried his best, and he walked on water for that, that little bit, yeah. and he just got distracted, and, you know, obviously, we know the story. Um, and that's just what happens to us. You know, we, we can have the highest of highs, <laughs> and we can have the lowest of lows. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not the 
You know, it's not the world reaching out to us. It's not music. It's not sports. It's definitely not girls reaching out to us. <laughs> nope. Um, nope. And sometimes we got to remember it's it's our Savior Jesus Christ, and that, that's why He was here for us. Um, to when we when we do have those those Peter moments, <laughs> um, we know who to reach out to, and He always reaches out. So I appreciate you guys' testimonies, and that's the testimony I'll leave with you guys tonight. Amen. Drop Amen. your uh, drop your Peter moments in the comments. Mm. Um, you know, there, mm. Facebook, Instagram. If you guys listen on Spotify or like Apple Podcasts, you know, hop on that Facebook, Instagram, guest ninety nine, spell out ninety nine. Yes, sir. Um, we'd love to hear. We'd love to hear your Peter moments for real. We really would. Uh, but Kevin, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thank you. Uh, for your story, your story has been been inspiring and insightful, and mm-hmm. and uh, we definitely appreciate it. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's guest ninety nine this week.